Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, July 28, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket, but the main thing is the market is doing the thing that we said it was going to do. Now, mind you, we started talking about And here's the weekly chart. We started talking about the convergence of those moving averages when the tape was down around 385, give or take. Here we are, 200 S&P handles above that, and they're now approaching the spot that nobody believed they would get to. In fact, I can't tell you how many emails, and by the way, this was, in fact, the email indicator. I can't tell you the amount of emails I got that said, hey, wait a minute, There's a weekly bearish flag pattern going on the weekly chart. Isn't this going to take price down a lot lower? Why are you bullish the tape? That was the email indicator. Now, from a big picture perspective, there's really not anything else we can say about the tape other than they're headed to where? The breakdown box. We're coming into the end of the month. Tomorrow, Friday, will be the last trading day of the month. Will they trade up into the end of the week, into the weekend, into the end of the month, maybe even the first day or two into next month being August, next week? That's certainly possible. The market is headed for a destination. Destination is within the breakdown box. Once it gets there, May not be immediately, but we should have a reaction in the other direction. Net-net, they're just doing the thing we said they were going to do. We've got the Fed behind us in terms of Kabuki Theater this week. Now we have the fake GDP number behind us. They changed the terms of what GDP means, so no longer matters. Therefore, just send the market higher. This is a relief rally. It is a bounce in a downtrend. The market is doing the thing that it generally does. It's going to suck as many traders back into the long side before making a turn back down as they can. That's the design of the market. Who decides that? That's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew, also known as Trick and Company. Their job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. We're leaving the 414 and a quarter price up there We'll see if they can get all the way up there. I'm not really saying they will get all the way up there. I'm saying they can get all the way up there. That number came out of the calculator. It was the highest one available, so I put it on the board. Looking at things from a slightly different perspective, here's a monthly chart. What do we have? A monthly breakdown candle. The high is 417.44. They're making a run towards the top portion of that breakdown candle. This is a monthly chart. They could get close, come up short, and then turn back down, but getting above that high on the first run would be the anomaly. That would be in the 20% of the 80-20 rule. Again, I'm not saying they will get to the top of the monthly breakdown candle now, maybe later, maybe after a pullback. We'll see, but it's another guideline using a different chart that most people don't even know exists. Here's a 120 minute chart for no reason other than just to bring up a different look, but I wanna point out something interesting. How does the market fall apart or 
Where does it stop being bullish? And we're going to use this number right here. As long as they stay above what is essentially a breakout area, the market runs up to this spot, it pulls back, it goes up now and gets above that spot. At some point, it will come back down to test that spot. It's 400, give or take. But as long as they're above that spot on closes, candle closes, daily closes, half-day closes, two-hour closes, then she's bullish and headed higher to that destination. Looking at an hourly chart just to get the hourly flavor, same routine. As long as the market stays above that big fat round number of 400, she's in good shape. Now, we don't really have anything more to report from the big picture perspective. They're just doing the thing. So we'll move over to inside the numbers and see what happened in there. We're going to run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. What I urge you to do today is pay attention to the commentary. There's some wicked stuff in here. There was what we call a double play trade. What's a double play trade? You're going to see it in a moment. Let's first start the day, get our faculties, understand what the big picture is, what the small picture is, and we're going to see how the setup unfolds. We had a lot of traders that had what we call a blockbuster day today. Pay attention. At zero dark 30, we've got a tiny pullback from the monster rally post Kabuki. That was yesterday. Normal garden variety. We've got some fresh new numbers on the board rather than the old stale ones from the waiting on the Fed period of time earlier in the week. What are they? Up north, we've got a gap at 401.44. We know about that, which they did not close above yesterday, but that's not a big deal. So once they get above, we know that's an important spot. It's used as another guideline. If above, the next big thing would be yesterday's high, 402.88. Above that, and we'll come to the window in real time with posting of valid and current information. The other side, we've got the big fat round number of 400. This is really all it is from a psychological perspective, but it works. Below the big fat one, is the problem. As fast as they ramped up yesterday afternoon after the Fed, they can certainly get caught in a vortex on the way down if they start falling below and closing candles below 400. We've seen that before. The next day after the Fed, they pull the rug out. We're aware of all that, but today could be different. That was the theme going in. Stay tuned. The first place for a bull bear battle would be 398.50. After that, it's down to another number they didn't visit. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Staying above 400 is the bull case for higher stuff. Dipping below to run some close-by tests and a handful of shakeout operations notwithstanding. Let's see what we have as the day begins to get underway. So 8.30, we have Kabuki 2.0. GDP was out which is a perfect excuse to either drop them or pop them. It should set the tone for the day and give a pretty good clue what's coming next. Think big picture for a moment. Now, you see a couple of charts. Well, you saw one, now you see a couple. So watch this. This is at 8.38, and it's one of those you have to see them to believe them. The first chart is the daily ES chart with the same trend line we looked at on the SPY chart yesterday. We're gonna bring up the chart and I'll refresh your memory what that's all about. The second chart is the hourly ES chart where the red arrow points to a second test of the top side of the trend line. Again, we're gonna dig into this. 
Just bear with me, there's a method to the madness. The latest test and bounce came up on the GDP announcement. You can't make this up. So I know this is small, but what the second chart shows, which is the hourly chart, and this is the 24-hour chart. So this is the continuous contract. It's not only the pit session. So this line is that trend line. Here's the daily chart of the ES, and you can see that trend line. They got above it yesterday, and now look where they are. This was that hourly chart. This is the candle at 9 o'clock. It's the candle ending at 9 o'clock, so halfway through the candle is 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock. That's the long version of the candle. When they made the announcement, they dipped down to run a test, another test. They did one overnight. They ran another test of the top side of that trend line. There are no accidents or coincidences. So after that all happened, I felt like it was necessary or helpful to put that concept up on the board. As long as they stay above that trend line, they could dip below it, they can run some shakeout operations, but as long as they spend the time above it, dipping below on a spike is one thing, spending time below it, an hourly close below it, a 15 minute close, a half hour close below it, that's spending time below it, it changes the complexion of what's going on. Above it is bullish, below it is not. So at 847, think big picture just to get your head on straight. Are they using the no longer used for recession purposes GDP data to continue goosing the tape? Up to the convergence of moving averages, give or take on the weekly chart. Not today, just on the way. We don't know yet, but if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, guess what? Generally speaking, it's a duck. So early on this morning, long before the opening bell, the writing's on the wall. I've got a beat on the scenario. I'm in the bull camp. I'm saying they may run a shakeout operation or two, but you want to be long the tape. You want to be buying the dips. However, there is a double play trade in here. Stay tuned. We'll move along, see what else we have. 921. Here's the early deal. Pay attention. Resistance is between 402.30 and 402.88. If above 402.88, the door opens for the next leg higher, above on candle closes. Can a trader short the resistance zone? The answer is yes, as long as they don't begin closing candles above yesterday's high, 402.88, that will begin to be wrong for the short side trade. 9.21, before the opening bell. Let's think in pictures for a moment. Right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see the two lines are 402.88 on top, 402.30, that's the resistance zone. First candle of the day opens below. They run into it, they spend a few minutes in the zone, and they immediately, from trading perspective, collapse back down. Traders in the room got the short trade, Jordan got the short trade, traders from inside the numbers regular got the short trade. A lot of traders got the short trade. But wait, there's more. Remember, we haven't even opened the market yet in terms of the notes yet. So we're already laying out the day. The short trade represents a scalp with potential to run a test of SPY 400. So what are we saying? We remember what we talked about before. 400's a big spot. It's the breakout area. Markets love to do what? Come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas, whether we're talking about a monthly chart, weekly chart, daily chart, five-minute chart, it doesn't make any difference. Markets keep doing the same stuff over and over again. All markets act and react 
the same way. So what I'm already saying here, again, before the market opens, I'm telling you where the short is, and then I'm telling you where the buy is. The short trade represents a scalp with potential to run a test of 400, at which time, and depending on current levels, I may be a buyer of said shakeout operations for what? A move back up in the spirit of the bigger picture. That's why you have to get the bigger picture wrapped around your head first when you show up in the morning in uniform, ready to go. There's 400, so your trade is from 402.30 to 402.88 zone down to 400. What's that? 20 some odd S&P handles. Nice. Let's see what else we have. Already a few minutes into the day, traders that shorted the tape in the zone need to book profit along the way, yada, yada, yada. You know the routine. By 9.42, it's a short trade, nice trade. The rest is trader's choice. 400 is magnetic. They should run a test in the neighborhood, come up short or spike it through either way. So think about this for a moment. We're 15 minutes into the day, give or take. They're coming down, and here we go, 9.47. Remember 398.50. We talked about it yesterday. We talked about it early this morning in the notes. Guess what? That's a number I would buy if they hit it sooner than later. 398.50. There it is. SPY 398.50. They came into it. They spent some time down there, but it was support. That was another breakout place. That's why I was willing to buy it. Then what happened? They took off and they never looked back. The double play trade. We took the short up here. We took the long over here. And the rest is, as they say, history. And that was it. The rest of it, you can read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. I'm going to scroll up, pause the video, do yourself the solid. You saw the thing early in the morning. It started in the pre-market before the bell came after the bell, they did the thing, we're willing sellers, then we're willing buyers. Why? Because it's a process. They keep doing the same stuff over and over again. They do it at important spots. We know where the breakout areas are. We know where the important numbers are. We know where resistance is. We know where support is. And the list goes on and on. This is, as they say, no joke. Stocks on the move today. We had a big, healthy list. When that happens, let me just have a side note for a moment. Today, there was like 10 or 11 stocks on the list, whatever this is. It looks daunting. They're not all going to hit their numbers. We're going to get a few that do. Some have slim to no chance to hit their numbers. I put them up there because if they did hit the number, which sometimes they do, it's a wallopalooza of a number. So I want it on the board. We'll take a look at Comcast. We'll look at Qualcomm. How about Southwest Airlines? And then we'll round it out with Coin or Coinbase. The others were off the board. They didn't hit their price objectives or entry targets. Therefore, they become no trades. We only want the ones at our numbers, not somebody else's numbers. Comcast getting a buzz cut at the open. You can see the number 3960 was the number. They gave the base hit. They dipped below it, back above, back above. Below it by the end of the day, that was the number. They did the base hit, the numbers work, and base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Qualcomm, they did the Macarena in front of the first number and bounced, so the first number is technically off the table. What happened? Opens the door for the second number. They come into the second number, 143.52, spike it by a little bit, turn around, and go on a rocket ride. Yep, 
the numbers work. The trading system works. Why not take the first price? Because they didn't do it in the manner in which. Love, Southwest Airlines. They came into the number, the low here, 37.66, against my number, 37.67. They provide the minimum required base hit, then come back down and spike the number back and forth. The numbers work. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. About Coinbase, this chart's a little sloppy, so I put a vertical. Right of the vertical is today's activity. They opened up and went up, came down to do what? To check in at the number, 56.36. They hit it. They had a huge bounce right away. And huge is relative. It's huge for a scalp trade that turns into something more of a day trade from 56.36 to a high in this candle of 58.07. That's a big bounce in just a couple of minutes. Look what happened into the end of the day. 62.23, we were down here at 56.36 and the thing was even opening up in the green. How do you know that? They were checking in at a destination slash important number. Pretty slick stuff, isn't it? Now watch this. I just took a gander over. We've got Amazon out with earnings and Apple out with earnings. Apple spiking, Amazon spiking. So guess what? Here's a real-time print. The market is spiking. It's up at 409.50 to 60. That 100 period moving average we keep watching is 411.28. They're getting closer. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, right into the 100 period moving average today. They're into overhead resistance. They too have a breakdown box and they're basically into this zone. That's it. They should find overhead resistance. Doesn't have to be immediate, could be immediate, but they're into a zone. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Tremendous day. Where are they going? Where we talked about. They're headed to the top portion of the breakdown candle. Look at that, right here. Guess what? That coincides with the 100 period moving average. They're almost home. The Q people, where are they headed? Breakdown box, 100 period moving average, somewhere in this neighborhood. They're all doing the thing that they were supposed to do. Nothing is different than we've been talking about. Finally, the XLF, the financials, are starting to break up a little bit, but they were up 30 cents, less than 1%. They're really lagging behind. This is a lagging index with relative weakness as compared to and contrasted to the other stuff. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Smash Mouth, same routine. They're all in the same general area. It's breakdown box, maybe a little bit more in the tank. We'll see if they can run this whole thing up straight into the weekend, end of month. Either way, markets are doing what we anticipate they do, and as such, nobody should be surprised. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.